hello and welcome to a fresh episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition hosted by yours truly, Wes Ibarra of Offseas Sport. Before we get into recapping the Saturday loss to the Minnesota Golden Gophers, I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the downloads, the reviews, the listens. It means so much to me, it means so much to the project. It helps me stay motivated to keep making podcast content like this for you all. Um, Please share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the Sports Talk conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, to name a few. Um, OptiSport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. Once again, that's O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. So, here we go. Um, The thing about the loss to... Minnesota was that for the most part it was exactly what I thought it would be from a first half standpoint however the second half did not go to plan as far as I'm concerned and of course the overtime period had nothing to show for it as a matter of fact it was pretty fucking sorry if you ask me um but with that being said 27 up after one 34 up after two, so that was um, 61-61, right? And overtime period was 14-5 to in favor of the Gophers. And Cats lose 75-66. to That's some horse shit, honestly. Uh, the Cats fall to 15-7, and while the Gophers improve to 14-7. and um, Boo Booey led the way scoring for the Cats with 20 points. 5 for 14 from the field, 3 for 5 from 3, 7 for 10 from the line. Brooks Barnheiser had 10 rebounds on the day. Boo Booey led the way with assists with 7 and steals with 4. As for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, Garcia led the way with 20 points. Payne with 9 rebounds. Hawkins with 10 assists. I said to watch out for this, and obviously they let him have a good game, even though he committed 4 turnovers. And Payne also with 4 blocks. Um, looking at the team stats, horrible shooting day for the Cats, 21 out of 55, 38.2% from the field, while Minnesota was shooting 46.4, better three-point shooting day for the Cats, 47.8% to 30.4%, bad day at the line, 13 for 20, 65%, that's probably the toughest thing about this team is that it's not a really good free throw shooting team. Uh, Minnesota went 16 for 21. Minnesota had more assists, 19 to 13. Northwestern had slightly more rebounds, 33 to uh, 31. More offensive rebounds, 8 to 6. And defensively, Minnesota was better, which is surprising to me. 8 steals to 6, tight on blocks. Northwestern turned the ball 17 times. 17. That's that's bad. That is really, really bad. I mean, for a team that takes care of the basketball so well, man, that was not a game, or really any game, but that's not a game to be uncharacteristic like that. And obviously, that caused, or that, oh, I wouldn't say that's the sole reason, but when you turn over the ball 17 times, it's very, very hard to expect to win. And, you know, perhaps it was an off day, but like I said, you know, in previous episodes, it's not great, but the thing about college basketball, right, is that one team can just really have their day, 
while another team could just be really caught on a bad one. And I wouldn't go as far as to say that Minnesota played so much better than the Cats, but you could argue that the Cats were just really caught on a bad day on a Saturday afternoon. And I did say in previous uh, episode that you shouldn't be losing games like this because it's at the point in the year where there's so much college basketball, but so little college basketball left. And I mean, I would say, well, obviously it's smaller now because now it's one less game to be played and the Cats don't play again until later in the week. But I guess in a way I shouldn't be as upset because this team is still going to be a tournament team unless there was just some crazy looking collapse and God forbid, I'm knocking on wood. I'm not, I'm knocking on my desk here that that doesn't happen, but man, you can't just be dropping games like this at this point in the year, because what Northwestern is trying to fight for, in my opinion, is better seating. So, um, like I said before, uh, Northwestern was predicted to be a nine seed a couple weeks back. Um, I did some further research and uh, saw that Northwestern was a seven seed last year. That's the benchmark to beat, right? And sure, you can argue that while there is still a chance for that to get a higher seed, like a six or a five, um, of course, in order to do that, you pretty much have to win every game the rest of the season, right? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games left. And luckily to get Minnesota again at home. But you have Nebraska, you have Penn State, Rutgers, Indiana, Michigan, Maryland, Iowa, Michigan State, and Minnesota. So it's not the easiest schedule, but, you know, it, I, I mean... Going, what was it? Did I say nine games? Three, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, nine games. Of course, I'd love for the Cats team to go nine and zero, oh, but um, I understand that that's not always entirely a realistic expectation. But you can't be losing games like this, right? Nebraska is a game that the Cats can't afford to lose, right? Penn State. They barely came away last time, and now they're going to have them at home. So hopefully they can up there. They'll play Rutgers at Rutgers, IU at IU. They'll play Michigan, who they struggled with last season, right? Then they go to Maryland. They The Cats barely escaped Maryland when they played them at home. Then there's Iowa. Then they go to East Lansing, which will be a really tough game. And then Minnesota at home to end the year. So hopefully they can get that one back. But going back to the last game, I mean... That's that was pretty uncharacteristic. I mean, it looked like for a hot second that Northwestern was going to pull away, right? Cuz I was following the game along and during the home stretch, the Cats had a, at least a 6 or 7 point lead and somehow let that away and let Minnesota in the game. I mean, good teams and great teams, what really separates them, you know, one, one of the things that separates them at least is how they finish games, right? And it's not to say that Northwestern's never finished off an opponent before. They have quite a lot, but Saturday was really the one day where you could really, really finish an opponent, and they did not do that. 
and there was no and there's no this free throw discrepancy to argue there's no whatever else to argue relative to say the Purdue game but it seemed like this game was that Minnesota just really caught on or kept pace and somehow was found a way to overtake especially in the most important part of the game um looking at further stats right Langborg had 16 points Barnheiser had a double-double with 11 points to go along with the 10 rebounds. Ty Berry had 8. Nicholson had 4. Not much production from the bench. Martinelli only had 5 points, while Luke Hunger had 2. Looking at Minnesota, 5 players, all their 5 in starting figures. Or starting figures, double figures. Garcia with 20. Christie with 15. Payne with 14. Hawkins with 13. And Mitchell Jr. with 10. Not much bench production from them either, but... They had all their starting five in double figures. And what did I say before about having multiple or at the least a starting lineup's worth of double figures? There's a good chance that you're going to win the game. And though there wasn't much help from the rest of the rotation, their starting five really played a complete game. So you got to really, really give it up for, for them on that one. And, you know... They took better care of the basketball than Northwestern did, which is very uncharacteristic, and that's something that the Cats will need to do for next time, right? Because, again, um, it sounds like I'm always disrespecting an opponent when the Cats lose, and trust me, I'm not, but this next opponent for the Cats is going to be better than this team. As a matter of fact, the Cats have lost to them once already this season. So as long as the Cats can shore that up, learn from this game, and learn to prevent as many ways as they possibly can to not let five guys get in double figures, right? They'll be fine for not only the next game, but um, every game after that because it's very crucial. Like I said, it's only nine games left. There's a lot of college basketball, but so much, so little college basketball. It's crazy how sports just goes very quickly, right? Like, I know it's not within our realm here for tonight's conversation, but shoot, NFL is almost up, right? The Pro Bowl was just this past weekend, and now we got the Super Bowl this coming Sunday. And now we're about to reach March Madness, and baseball's right around the corner. Shoot, at the end of the month, there's going to be spring training games. And, you know, it's been a crazy, interesting start to the back nine of the year for the cats right like i'm glad that this team has a winning record and there's no doubt in my mind that this team is going to win 20 games and 20 games generally gets you good results or and by results i mean placing in the postseason but man you can't be dropping stinkers like this at this point in the year i would have understood if they played minnesota early right like probably towards the end of the year last year um or the calendar year and into perhaps january early january right but man early february near the end of the year come on guys hopefully whatever they saw and whatever we saw on saturday right the cats can make the adjustment and get back at them in march but you know other than that, it was a really fun game to watch from start to finish. Of course, it was frustrating to see the Cats just turn the ball over more than the other team because, again, their brand is to take care of the basketball, play discipline, play structure. And 
while it looked like that there was a there was a chance for the cats to just pull away there wasn't and that's okay i guess now looking back on it and i've kind of just let go whatever frustrations i had and hopefully you know or i shouldn't say hopefully but i wouldn't be surprised if you all are frustrated too right because that's a game that the cats shouldn't be losing but there's always a next time luckily in this case and hopefully when next time comes around the cats can sh uh, shore up and give a beat down right because the cats are virtually undefeated at home and that's something to actually look into uh for the next game against the uh nebraska corn huskers on wednesday but yeah that's all i really have to say about uh this recap is that you know it was a pretty even game that wasn't going to be a surprise at least in the beginning and i had a thought that the cats would have found a way to pull away in the second half and it looked like that only for that to not happen and you know the cats need to stop letting games be decided in 45 minutes you need to start or go back to deciding games in 40 right because that's really what regulation's all about it's 40 minutes of intensity and when you get it to 45 right of course great teams when they get to overtime they know what to do they know how to outlast but this time or the last two times it just didn't really work out and uh you know we got to get back to getting games done in 40 taking care of business right so hopefully it's not going to be a rough day of the office next time around but that's all i got for tonight really short really quick i mean there's not really much to talk about other than it was a good game it was closely played northwestern had a chance to put them away but didn't and hopefully they can put them away next time. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think I'm overreacting here? Do you think that, yeah, you know, uh, with the way that the, the team played down the stretch, they cats deserve to lose that game. And hopefully that it was enough for them to bounce back next time. Or was this just a fluke and hopefully the cats just get back to their winning ways sooner rather than later. Thank you again for taking the time to listen on your uh, Monday night, whether you're just chilling at home, getting some work done, getting a workout in, whatever it is you're doing, appreciate you taking your time to listen to me tonight, uh, ramble a little bit about this loss, but we'll bounce back, we'll be victorious again very, very soon. Um, once again, thank you again for everything, the likes, the ratings, the reviews, the listens, it means so much, share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the sports talk conversation, I can be found on most podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, Offsy Sport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T, there you can find previous episodes of the Wildcat Offense Basketball, the whole run of of uh, Wildcat Offense Football, as well as Greatness, GR number 8 NSS, where I give a short form on athletes who are dominating their sports today, such as a $700 million man, Shohei Otani, to the Philippines women's soccer team. The first of their their uh, the first of their generation, the first of their class to make it to a World Cup, men and, and or women from the Philippines. So take a listen to that. Hopefully, you enjoy and um yeah i will see you on wednesday when we preview the game against the Nor nebraska corn huskers all right thank you again have a great evening and go cats